Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I am your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, here again with a really cool guest. I was lucky enough to meet Kevin McCann just a few weeks ago. Technically, we met in 2020, so not all bad things happened in 2020. Some good things came out of it, too. Just like my my conversation with Kevin was great, and I knew as soon as I got done talking to him, I had to have him on the podcast to share with you guys. Let me tell you a little bit about Kevin. He specializes in in helping entrepreneurs and business owners systematically grow their revenue using a proven step-by-step process that he developed and has executed with and for his clients over the past 15 years. The results he's been able to help his clients achieve have been classified as life-changing. Now that's pretty, that's pretty big stuff right there, Kevin. (laughs) And his process is amazingly simple to follow once you know what to do. And he actually provides the map to follow. Kevin brings over 25 years of experience in strategy creation and implementation, marketing, sales, and sales management. The Executive Strategy Group, that's his company, is a strategic management consulting firm that specializes in the integration and execution of company strategy, marketing, and sales best practices for growth-directed companies. Kevin was born and raised in Nashua, New Hampshire, and currently resides in Portsmouth with his wife and two children. He's an avid surfer, golfer, skier, and fitness geek, and is most proud of his completion of the Ironman Canada Triathlon in British Columbia in 2000. I'm not even trying to say the name of the town. Penticton, yeah. Penticton. Okay, good. I was like, mm, I don't know about that one, but welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for the bio read. That was awesome. Absolutely. Well, you know, we want to let people know why the hell should I be listening to this guy? And I'm sure direct sales people are listening to that going, uh, what does that mean? What? (laughs) So (laughs) give us a little bit of your history and background in sales consulting. And then I'm sure the listener is going to go, Oh, that's why she got him. (laughs) Yeah. So, so first of all, thanks again for having me on. Um, so back in the early nineties, I started my, my career on, um, for a technology company called Cabletron Systems. And my first position was an inside sales rep. So I had to bang the phones and actually even before that I, I did a stint with a financial services company, John Hancock. So I knew what it was like to basically cold call and do the boiler room setup. So, um, I, I guess I, I kind of cut my teeth in that space. Then when I got to technology, technology for me was, was pretty easy. Still doing cold calls, but it was a little bit easier because the people I called kind of wanted to hear from us. So um, so that progressed. I got promoted to outside sales, moved out to Silicon Valley, um, was out there for about five years. And that's where I really started to learn how to build a business. So um, left Cabletron, went to Cisco, and then I became part owner of a Cisco reseller shortly after that. And what Cisco is, for those that don't know, they sell computer networking equipment, wireless networks, all that stuff. 
And um, the way that they go to market and sell their stuff is almost like through um, network marketing distribution channels. So you have partners or resellers when you're selling technology. So that kind of bridges the gap for those that, that aren't familiar with that space. So one of those resellers came to me and said, Kevin, we love how you sell. Um, we wanted to see if you'd come over and help us grow our company. So turns out I jumped off of an 800 pound gorilla Cisco into this little company called Planetary Networks and started running sales for them. And we grew from 6 million to 60 million in 18 months. So the magic in that was really niching down and focusing on, on a unique value proposition that was very different from the other, say 100. Like if you swung a cat by the tail in Silicon Valley, we'd hit like 50, 75 different competitors. And I crafted a very unique value differentiated approach and, um, and it worked and it, it worked really well. And Cisco was like, what the heck are you guys doing? This is awesome. So that was basically the background. And then from there, <clears throat> the next like 15 years of my career is basically helping consult with other companies that are trying to grow. Maybe it's a commoditized market. Maybe it's hey, we don't know if we have the right message to get to our ideal customer. We don't even know who our ideal customer is. Can you just help us grow revenue? So it was looking at all of those things, unpacking them, and then systematically putting it back together with them so that they could follow it easily. Oh my gosh. Okay. that That's good to know. Now, I've been in business for a little over 10 years now. And I'm familiar with the unique value proposition. My guess is some of my listeners may not be. So let, let's dig into that a little bit. Um, how would you define the unique value proposition for someone? So it's, it's figuring out, like I guess using the word value, it's figuring out what your prospect actually values and then what the impact of that value would be to them. And then you show up and say, well, actually, I can help you with that. And here's how. So the way a lot of sales reps try to do it is, um, is backwards. They say whether you're a network marketing person, whether you're a tech person, whether you're uh, a business services person like us, maybe consulting, you start by selling, well, here's the thing I sell. I do consulting or I have these uh, vitamins or I have all this. It's like the thing, right? The thing is like the last thing that you should be talking about. The first thing you got to unpack you like that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I so do. The, the first thing you got to unpack is, first of all, let's start with who do I want to serve? Like who at the highest level, who is who is the ideal person for me to um, to make a difference in, in their life? Right. And whether it's, again, network marketing, technology, doesn't matter. It's still you're selling to people. So the first thing you really want to be clear on is that that buyer persona, um, which a lot of companies call it. Sometimes I call it my um, perfect fit prospect. But there's, there's a couple of things you want to un understand is one, what are their challenges? What are they struggling with? Is it trying to lose weight, trying to gain weight, trying to become more healthy, trying to uh, become more fit, or maybe it's my network is not big enough, so I have to make it bigger. And how do I do that? So whatever their, their issue is, understand what that is. The second thing is like, where are the goals? Where do they want to be? So here's the challenges and the, the, um, the issues that they're facing. Here's the goal that they're trying to achieve and then understanding how they communicate that. So, so before we even get to the products or the thing you sell, we got to understand that. But then the magic pill here is, is not just knowing the challenge that they're dealing with, but what's the impact of that challenge. So for instance, if the scenario is, um, you know, like Jenny um, broke her leg, right? Like, oh, oh, you got a broken leg? Well, I've got a cast, let me give you the cast. And then I'm going to sell you how to do physical therapy. Like I got the thing to fix it. Before you jump in with the thing to fix it, you want to understand what's the impact of Jenny's broken leg on her life. Mm 
So in, inside that, that's where you're going to understand what, what value they are applying to the ultimate solution, whatever that might be. So it's pain, goals, understand both sides of the table for the customer. Then it's the impact, the so what factor. Like Jenny broke her leg. Okay, but so what? Like what can't she do now? I can't get to work. I can't make money. My, my kids are pissed at me because I'm always in a bad mood. I'm kicking the dog. Like whatever the, the, impact, <laughs> right. the impact of that thing is, then you say, okay, that makes sense. The, the next thing I would ask the customer is what, what did you, how did you intend to overcome that challenge? So just so I can start crawling inside their head, like I have a broken leg. First thing I was going to do is go to this, my, my general practitioner, and he's going to throw a splint on it, right? Like, okay, that is a path, but how else were you going to try to solve it? Well, that was it. That was the only thing I was going to do. Now you can get to your portion and you say, okay, that is an opportunity, you know, for you to, to potentially fix your leg, but I want to share something with you that's helped hundreds of other people with broken legs. So then when I give you my communication of the thing that I sell, I make it relevant to the challenges you're facing, the goals you're trying to achieve. How do I handle that impact that you're currently experiencing? And then bring my product or my solution to the table for you. And that's my value proposition. So long-winded answer to the kind of the right way of doing it. You know, I love it. I definitely agree with this because one of the things that really, I think holds back a lot of network marketers and direct salespeople is the fact that they do have uh, what my coach calls pervasive product focus disorder, right? They're, they're so focused on, the, the oil on the skincare, like the creams, the lotions, the potions, the, the supplements, the, the, the jewelry, the whatever. And when you're so focused on that stuff, you're not figuring out what the actual problem is and who you love to work with. Cause here's the thing. One thing that cracks me up every time I ask this question is when I ask somebody, so who, who's your ideal client? And their answer is anyone or everyone. Yeah, exactly. I know based off of that, they are getting no one. Exactly. No. Yeah. Any, well, anyone can use oils. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> you exactly. know? But, but if you think about that person, you're like, who, who uses oils or who uses, um, like, like you had told me the story about jewelry, right? For instance. So, so what's, the, what's the point of using jewelry? Well, it's, first of all, maybe it makes me feel good. Maybe it gets me noticed, right? Maybe it's... Um, I, I feel like it's like, like you we were talking before we jumped on this, like when I get dressed up for a meeting or for a call or, or to go to play soccer, as soon as you put the uniform on, you kind of, your mindset switches into like, I'm now in game mode or I now I'm, I'm in my, my A mode or whatever that might be. That's, that's the result these people are looking for when they take the pill, put the makeup on, put the jewelry on, whatever it is. So you want to back it up and you want to meet those people where they're at in that game called you know, I don't feel quite like myself or I, I want to do something at a different level or whatever and tease that out because the path you're going to lead them down towards is, and if you use this jewelry, I'm not going to say it's maybe, maybe going to be the exact same for you, but here's how it made me feel. Here's how it made these other seven clients of mine that work, you know, that I work with. It's, it's how I made them feel. Then what they can listen to and start to see is they see themselves in what you're communicating and it's no longer you're selling anything. It's just, you're helping them buy. They're like, I want that feeling or I want that result. So that's, that's why the value prop is so important, but not how do I build value pushing something down their throat? It's how do I understand where this customer is at in their journey of life 
of, of, a, of a buying funnel or whatever, but just understanding relatively where they are so I can meet them where they are on that journey and hold their hand along the path that will get them to whatever they want, you know? Oh God. Yes, 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 yes. Kevin is so right. People, if you haven't already done it, pause, rewind about, I don't know, two to three minutes, go back and listen to this part again. So what he said was identify your ideal client and no, the answer should not include everybody or anyone who you should have a very specific person in mind, because here's the other thing when you're trying to get everybody you get everybody, including the the person that you're like, oh my God, how did I end up with them as a customer? Right. Like exactly. the, the people that you avoid as the salesperson. And the only reason you took them was because they handed you money or they handed you the credit card. So think about who you want to work with or who who is it that you already have as your already favorite client and find more of them, right? But then you went into what's the challenge they're facing, right? What's the pain point? And then beginning to understand how your product, your service, and you specifically, because keep in mind in network marketing, direct sales, there's 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, depending on the size of the company, maybe even 50,000 or 100,000 of you who are out there selling the same exact thing. Exactly. So why you? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's exactly what, what I did in Silicon Valley, where, where we were selling Cisco routers, Cisco switches. Like I said, swing a cap by the tail, you hit 50 of those guys. So everyone was either targeting the enterprise companies, the big companies, huge, you know, big opportunities, like hundred, $100,000 opportunities, but the margins are razor thin because, because you get so much competition, right? Then the other side was commercial opportunities, smaller businesses, a lot more of those opportunities, but but there wasn't very much money in, in them. Maybe you can make a little bit more margin, but we're talking hundreds of do- dollars versus hundreds of thousands of dollars. But there's competition on both sides of those. So what we decided to do is carve out the niche that was a harder sale. It was in the um, ISP, the internet service provider, dot-com space, like, like selling to these companies that you had to be more technical to figure it out. And we just went after those guys and figured out what are the business challenges that those types of companies are faced with? And then what are the results they're looking for? So for instance, in the late nineties, if you remember, venture capital was flowing all over the place. And there's like millions of dollars coming on the table. They're saying, we're going to spend a million dollars on a Super Bowl ad or $2 million on a Super Bowl ad. So what I would go to the CEOs and say, okay, you drop 2 million bucks. What's going to happen? They're like, well, we're going to get a whole bunch of eyeballs on our website and it's going to be great. I said, yes. However, what if that website goes down because it's not architected correctly or fault tolerant enough you know, what happens on Super Bowl Sunday, your, your website crashes, which is, was a real, real thing, a real possibility. They're like, well, that'd be horrible. I'm like, how horrible? Like, like we could like literally not only lose that money that we just invested, the 2.8 million on, on the, the Facebook or the, um, the Super Bowl ad, but that could damage our brand. I'm like, so what, what would that impact look like? They're like, this could be front page of Wall Street Journal negative. Like, like basically it could be game over for us. I'm like, all right, so let me get this straight. You spend 2.8 million bucks, Super Bowl ad, happiest day ever. Everyone comes to the website, brings it to its knees, crash. And now you're on the front page of the Wall Street Journal and you're essentially out of business. So like, yeah, that would be horrible. I said, that's the problem that we fix. They're like, well, tell me more. How do you do that? 
then we get into then we get into the we have two stacks of everything we crisscross no single point of failure but now he's ready to listen to me because i understand the impact to the business of not having the technology piece figured out the right way but it was focused on that business result i didn't show up saying hey i can sell you a pix firewall on a cisco router and i'll do two of them You're like are you kidding me not interested i can see the other guys you know yeah. so, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head already. <laughs> and and I actually and I actually speak techno jargon. <laughs> so But it's so it goes to show it doesn't matter if you're selling stem cells, you're selling jewelry, you're selling high-end networking equipment. The thing is, is it's really what's the what's the the desired state that these people are going after? Um, how did they intend to get there? Because because like this guy intended to get to this exit strategy by spending 2.8 million on a Super Bowl ad, forgetting, of course, that if that underlying foundation fell apart game over for him so it's it's just you got to be clear on the end game and then you just align the value you can bring to the table to show them how to get there and then you're not selling you're, yeah. you're, you're helping them buy absolutely and i think this tends to show up a lot for people when they're out networking well or in these days networking from home online yeah. and meeting people and and them asking you so what do you do well if you're going to answer with something along the lines of well i sell jewelry i sell oils i sell skincare i sell this as soon as the word sell comes out of your mouth yeah over done Glaze. they're I'm a sales rep for how do you how do you have people answer that so, you know, I start with the example of what I used to say, because when I, I had my own direct sales business for seven years, I was in the jewelry industry. And I, I, when somebody would say, what do you do? I help busy professional women get ready faster in the morning so that they feel more confident so they can go kick the day's ass. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, so that's exactly what I would do. So instead of, and I, I when I coach sales reps on <clears throat> how do you show up at a networking event, you could say like, Oh, okay. Oh, what, what do you do? Oh, I'm a sales rep for this company. Like, okay. That's the label on you. The tag called, here's your title. Here's the company you work for and the thing you sell. It's not who you are. It's not mm -hmm. what you do. So what I talk to them about is like, talk about the result you provide because a, it's more memorable. B, then they get to the core of like, oh, here's a result you provide. What does that then cause them to want to do? How do you do that? So I would say, you know, I specialize in revenue growth acceleration for these types of companies, tech companies or whatever. And they're like, that's interesting. How do you, that's, I haven't heard that before. How do you do it? Like, glad you asked. Now I can get into like how we make a difference for these companies. So it's not, I'm a jewelry salesperson. It's I help women feel the, you know, the best part of their day. I feel I have I, whatever. I make them feel amazing. Um, you know, minute one of the beginning of the day so that, that, that goodness can flow throughout the entire day for them. That's oh, yeah. interesting. I heard that. How do you do that? And then it's, then it's just this conversation around how you help women optimize their life. First thing, stepping out of bed, you know, that's different than I sell jewelry. Exactly. Yeah. No, if I were to try and tell people that I'm a sales coach for direct sales people, they're like, Okay. Boring. You know, but when I tell people, look, I help direct sales representatives go from making a hundred bucks a month to being in the top 1% of their company. Yeah. People's ears perk up, whether they're in direct sales or not. Right. It's exactly. like, oh, really? How yeah. do you do that? How many people have you done that for? Right. Those questions that follow are so much more interesting and fun to talk about than the, 
So how'd you get into direct sales? Oh, Jesus, yeah. that story yeah. again. <laughs> Here, can you go, can you go listen to my welcoming episode of my, <laughs> of my, of my podcast? Cause that'll be just so much easier. Um, I've told that story so many times, right. But having that conversation about the results that I offer is so much more fun. And I think that's going to be true, whether you're in oils or candles or jewelry or skincare or whatever. So right. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I love this. So you're still doing doing sales and, and tech consulting and your, your program is called revenue growth mastery. So tell us a little bit about this specific program now and how it works and how people can begin to utilize it. Cause I do have direct sales people who listen, but I also surprisingly have non-direct sales entrepreneurs who listen because they yeah. get to hear from people like you. So tell us what that yeah, program sure. does. Yeah, so it's actually applicable for both. Um, in fact, that thing I was just talking about, the buyer persona cheat sheet or checklist that we go through, it's actually inside Revenue Growth Mastery. And you can, uh, we set up a free trial so that I think it's um, lesson number nine. You can download the spreadsheet or it's a it's a guide, basically checklist that you go through <clears throat> to make sure that you have the right buyer persona information captured so that you can go and figure out your value profit and all that. So that's that's my freebie for you guys. But the, the background of it is essentially, you know, when I figured out all the stuff I did in Silicon Valley, I and then I started my own company, ran it, grew it to a few million in revenue, sold it. And then I said, I want to start consulting and helping other businesses do this. So that was back in 2007. And that's the executive strategy group. So after you're consulting for a while and you give all these great recommendations to the CEO or the founder or the entrepreneur, whomever, and they're like, Kevin, this is great. It's exactly why we hired you. Thanks for this list of 28 things I need to do to improve my business. However, I don't really know how to do this. I don't even know what you're talking about half the time. It all sounds great. Can you just do it for me? So I'm like, all right. I, I resisted for like five years because I'm thinking if I go and I do this for you, then I can't go and help 20 other people over here. So we kind of resisted. We pushed away. But about seven years ago, I said, all right, look, I'll create a systematic approach to doing this for our customers. And it's outbound marketing, email creation, email sequences, CRM, blog post writing, basically all the stuff that was typically gaps for our customers. So we productize it and called it Lead Launcher. So it's lead-launcher.com if you're interested. So the next five years, we're doing this for our customers. We still have you know, 20, 30 clients that we do this for on a monthly basis. But then I'm like, there's how do I scale? How do I get all this information out to millions of people? Because it's relevant to everyone on this that's listening to this podcast and you know, millions of other entrepreneurs worldwide. So for the last two years, I said, I'm just going to unpack every single step in my process, create video training program, hence revenue growth mastery, get it online so that people could digest it in bite-sized chunks and go through it and execute it on their own, you know, without having to have me there present. So it's much like what everyone else is doing with online courses or what have you, but I, I built it on something that we call the MED process, minimum effective dose. So I, I, I learned about this concept through Timothy, Timothy Ferris, the uh, four hour body, four hour work week, Tim Ferris. And um, have you ever heard minimum effective dose, that concept? I've heard of it from like a health perspective, you know, because I grew up with a, a doctor. So talking about what's the minimum amount of medication we need to get them out of pain, to get them out of whatever, without getting them hooked, without getting, you know, exactly. those kinds of things. Think of it, think of it in terms of, frankly, anything you go to the gym. Like if I do, if I do like 15 reps on a, on a, on a light weight of a, of a bench press um, versus doing 
52 reps, same way, like, like there's a point of diminishing returns, right? And it's like 15 reps, or for instance, uh, boiling water, right? I used this the other day on another conversation I had. When, when you get water to 212 degrees, it's boiled, right? If you get water to 280 degrees, is it any more boiled? No, boiled is boiled, right? So, so then you wasted all that energy to get it up to 280 when it was already boiled at 212. You could have applied that energy elsewhere in your life, in your business, anywhere, right? So the concept here is that if I go and I go deep, like I, there's been sales training I've gone through my whole career where some of the programs are like, okay, you, you grab a pink sheet and you fill it out for this and the blue sheets for this and the yellow sheets for this. And then you got all these sheets and you're like doing all this superfluous work when really, if you just have like four or five things in a, in a grid, something I call the sales window of opportunity, you do that once you're done. You don't have to do all this other stuff. You get exactly what you need. So the way we built the course is like, I want to take all the noise out of it and all the kind of like the added fluff that like, oh, it's great. It's more content. It's 400 hours worth of content. Don't give me 400 hours. Give me like 30 hours of the right content that I can execute on, save my time, make it efficient and still get that same response or, or value that I would if I did a 400 hour thing and, but just did the right stuff. So that's how I built the course. I, I kind of went through it like two or three times and made sure we took all the junk out and just kept the core stuff that you need to get the results immediately. I love that idea. So guys, those of you who are regular subscribers, you know how this goes. Grab your phone as long as you're not driving. <laughs> Grab your phone, click on the episode, scroll up, and you'll see the link to Kevin's giveaway. It's a seven-day free trial into the revenue growth mastery system. So if this is something where you're thinking to yourself, ooh, I could really use approximately 30 hours because I'm guessing that's yeah. Close yeah, to what much. you got, yeah. you know, if you can get through 30 hours worth of stuff in a week, go for it. But I'm guessing you're probably going to want to not try and digest all of that in a week. Um, so find the things that are most relevant to you. And then I don't know, maybe invest in the program mm -hmm. duh, <laughs> to get yeah. the other stuff you need, because as long as you can do the, the activities that Kevin's giving you and use it to turn around and make that money back plus some it's going to be absolutely worth it. So guys, make sure you go check out that link in the episode show notes. For those of you who've never done this before, if you're listening on your phone, grab the phone, take a look at the episode. You'll see the link right there. Click it from right there. If you're listening from my website, you're going to see it in the description right there. Click the link. You can't miss it. If you're watching this on YouTube, because Kevin decided that he absolutely wanted you guys to see him so you could connect <laughs> with him. What a smart guy he is. Um, down here in the YouTube description down below, you'll see the link for Kevin's program. So make sure you go take a look at that. Sign up for it. Set aside some time in the next seven days to go check it out and make sure that it's something that's going to help you fulfill parts of your business that you need help with. So Kevin, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come talk to my listeners and share this information and, and to give them this seven-day free trial. That is such an amazing gift. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So now, guys, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode.
We'll see you next time.